0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell, Danny Cannell back to throw Denver, and, tight end. and Raja Bell.
1: Bell has got twenty-two.
2: To Raja. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me.
0: What is going on? Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Rajah Bell. Big show lined up for you today. We're going to recap the national championship game the other day, which Villanova looked pretty dominant. We'll do some masters picks and props. It's masters week. One of my favorite weeks Love of it. the year. Just get comfy on the couch. The Patriots are wheeling and dealing. Who knows what it means? And uh how big is the beef between Nick Saban and LeBron? We're gonna get <laughs> to that. I have a question. Wait, what first. are you talking about? <laughs> well we're gonna get to that. All right. all right, that'll be a little bit later in the pod. I have a question, a gym etiquette question, okay? All right. Because I have a gym that I work out and it's in my neighborhood, so it's you know, it has a nice locker room. You go in there. Now all the lockers have locks on them, right? right. Now when you walk in the entrance, you can grab a key and you can lock up your stuff if you want to, right? Sure. So I'm always like, we live in a pretty nice neighborhood. Like the average person working out is like a seven year old white dude. Like that's pretty much the <laughs> clientele that's at the gym I work out. So okay. I'm like, that's oh, all right. So the other day I go in, and put all my stuff in there. Nope, just leave it unlocked, go work out, come back, and it's locked. And I'm like, wait a second, I didn't lock it? And I'm kind of like, what do I do? I was in a towel. Like I'd gotten undressed, <laughs> take a shower, and like I can't really go look at the keys they keep outside. So I go outside and I ask the guy, I'm like, Hey, I'm like, my gym, my locker's locked. He's like, Oh yeah, that, see that guy over there? He's like, he took, he locked it. And I'm like, why? And he's like, Oh, and he's like, they did it to spite you. Why? He said, Cause you took a locker and didn't lock it. And so, so he basically screwed me over. Like he could have like. I was it there looking for him in my in my towel. So you
1: didn't have like a key to unlock it.
0: No, like so I had to go find it from the guy. Like he did, he did it just to spite me, which is basically so. what I'm upset about. But who's in the wrong? Am I in the wrong for not With- locking, or is this guy? Who locked my stuff up so I no, could get it. No, nobody should
1: touch anyone's
0: stuff exactly. in the gym.
1: Were there more? Were
2: there more lockers available? Oh, there's
0: hundred. There's a hundred. There are a hundred lockers in there.
2: And it's not like he said, I want locker number 30. I'm taking <laughs> Danny's stuff out of locker 30. <laughs> no. He also, just locked your stuff
3: in he the went. Locker. He
0: went to go in and saw my stuff in there and it was in there. And so he locked it and gave the key. Are to I was, you
3: sure he what wasn't if, a Gators fan?
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Wait, no, what if he was like looking if, out for you? Like what if he was like, Oh, there's some nice stuff? In here, let me lock this for this guy.
2: The what guy, do you look the like? guy. What like? Oh, he was like? old. Just guy. tell me he what was he an older like.
0: guy. But the kid that works there is like this guy did it because he's mad at you. Basically, it was because he thought I wronged
2: like. Somebody. So he
1: was an old grump. <laughs> Pretty much. You this know is, what? That's what? Leave I'm your stuff to. just like out on the floor next <laughs> yes. time.
0: This like leave it
2: right mind. in front of. Is, find hold on. Well, I, no, 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 we can't stop side. now because <laughs> I need to know. I really do need to know what the interaction was when you said. What did you do? Did you? Oh, do you I,
0: like, I went and got my stuff and left. Yeah, I didn't say anything. You didn't like, say I, anything? No, because he handed the key back to the kid, and then he was over there working out. Like he was getting his. So next time that happens, like
1: do anything that you shouldn't do, like change the channel on his TV, like do stuff like that. I'm
0: gonna really break the rules. You need to act a fool when somebody. So I think I'm in the right
2: here.
1: All right. Uh,
0: you want ignorant? The, I got ignorant.
2: You want to <laughs> yeah, do that? Yes. We can do that.
0: All right. So raja has been on fire through college basketball, right? He's been doing pretty well. He was 2-0 in the Final Four, and he predicted a big Villanova win the other night. But this was pretty impressive. Like, as you think about now that we have it a day kind of to sit back and just kind of recap, What? how impressive was it? What Jay Wright has done with this Villanova pre, uh, program, what Dante DiVincenzo did coming off the bench, dropping 31 points. Like, what was your kind of final synopsis for
2: the championship game? If I'm being honest, uh other than it wasn't much fun to watch. No, if I'm being <laughs> honest, I, I my initial thought was college basketball had a down year. Uh and I I know that in saying that it takes something away from Villanova, I don't mean to. I think Villanova what they do offensively is fantastic. Um but I just it left me feeling like it was a down year for college basketball. That team is really good. Uh but I don't I don't know that they've got any great players on it. Uh, it probably speaks more to how good of a team they actually are and what Jay Wright is able to, to get out of the pieces that he has. I mean, he's only ever had two five star recruits, you know, and uh, Jalen Brunson and, and Spellman. Uh, it's pretty remarkable to be able to do what he's done as a coach, uh, what the program has done as a program over the last, you know, what, a decade almost now? Mm-hmm. Without, without the infusion of those type of players. But that was my initial thought was like college basketball. I thought had a, had a semi down year. Um, but what they do offensively is remarkable. It's cutting edge in terms of, of, of NCAA stylistically speaking. Like NCAA teams don't play like that. They're mired in like grind you out. You know, I, I guess the number one team in the country at the end of the year, like Virginia, mm-hmm. like that's, that's what I think of when I think of NCAA college basketball. And the way they want to play. And I think that, uh, I think that he's shifting that a bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, for him to go two out of three of a lot, you know, national championships it, to have the success he's had their worst season the last five years ago was five years ago when they had 29 wins. I think there's no question about it that Jay Wright is a top five basketball coach. Yeah. I think their program is a top five program now. And I think now it's kind of, it'll be interesting to watch as he has access to more five star, quote, one and done type players. Does he turn a guy away? Does he say, you know what? We have a system in place here. I, I don't think you do. I think you take that guy and you try to, but here's the tricky thing. If you run the system, you're wasting a scholarship spot for a year. You could be developing somebody like yeah. the next DiVincenzo. Instead, you're getting the guy. You're trying to force him into the system. Maybe he's a little bit green, doesn't know what's going on. And then he bounces after he's gone a year.
2: Yeah. That's interesting. It's an interesting question because I hadn't thought of this, but it, it does register in my mind when I hear like Dante DiVincenzo is a red shirt sophomore.
0: Yeah, he redshirted. He's
2: got a few redshirt players on that team, right? <laughs> is this, does he redshirt them on purpose? Is this Steven Tenzo was hurt, so it was a medical redshirt his freshman season. Got it. Alright, so this, I thought that was his formula where he'd bring guys in, redshirt them, indoctrinate them into what he wanted to do, raise them a little bit, teach them, and then drop them in as essentially sophomores. Right. You know, they do that in football a lot. You don't yeah. see it in basketball. You see it hardly ever in basketball. But um, it's a great question, Danny. I would say that if you get your hand on five-star players, um, and maybe you don't take the one and done five star because not every five star guy is a projected one and done lottery pick. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are two year guys. You know, and some of them, you know, and, you know, they need a little polish and, and in two years, they're probably going to bounce. I, I don't think that you can pass those up, uh, on a large scale. You might pass up on the one that you're sure is leaving right, next year, but right. overall you, you got to take better talent if you can get
0: Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Every single time. I had a, I had a thought this morning and it was really just a, a passing thought, but Debo, he gave me the eye, like the death stare <laughs> when I floated this out there. Cause I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think Jay Wright leaves for any other college basketball job. Maybe Duke if, if Coach K retired. But even then, I think he's pretty happy where he is. Yeah. His wife went there. It's his hometown. He loves it there. But I think there's one place you would consider leaving. I oh, sure. the... <laughs> no. I'm <sorry>. no, no. <laughs> the Sixers like to jump to the NBA. Now Debo stared at me and said, if they get rid of Brett Brown, they're crazy. That would be an awful move. I just floated it out there. Cause if you're looking at making a change, it's really the only change you would make if you're the Sixers. Uh, and I think his style works. Like I think, I think him getting guys to buy into the team concept works. And I would love to see him try it because I think he'd be more of a a mind attitude positive guy, sure. more lines like Phil Jackson, that is opposed to a guy that's going to come in there hardcore over the top ego and just try to bulldoze his way through.
2: Yeah, I'd have, I do the guys who don't work in the M- NBA come from college or those rule with an iron fist, my way or the highway type of personalities. You can get away with some of that stuff in college. Kids don't have the flexibility to get out and go somewhere else, you know, so that that doesn't usually translate into the NBA. That's why Brad Stevens is so good, because he's just a player's coach. He's a guy's guy, you know, the, he's the locker room guy. Um, Jay strikes me as that guy. I mean, I never played for Jay, but I think he, I do think that he would be built to, to succeed in at the NBA level, both. With the way he plays the game and what he tries to do offensively and defensively and, you know, with his approach mentally to the game. I, I think Brett Brown is a really, really, really good coach. Yeah. So um, there's no need to make the there's change. No there's no need to, no make need the to change. go for the home but run. Here here's what I will say. Um I applaud the Sixers for giving him um this much of a leash because there were some really lean years there. And probably in fairness to him, they told him up front, Hey, look, we're not gonna give you much to work with. So we're gonna ride with you, we're gonna get you the talent. Uh, and only then are we going to be able to evaluate, you know, what you can really do as a coach. And I think he's doing good with that. I don't know that how much time he's got though. Like, if they don't win in the next two years um, and keep the trajectory going, you could see a move there. At which point, yeah, I think that right. He's like, right in your backyard. Ends, if he right? doesn't backyard. want to go anywhere sure. else.
0: And I think that's one of the only places he would leave. If but he I think did. there's a
2: mutual respect level from everything I've heard. I don't know that Jay Wright necessarily. It doesn't mean that when push comes to shove he wouldn't take that damn job. Right. But I know that he wouldn't want to take it uh, because I think he and Brett have a really good you know a uh, respect level for each other they're right there in 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 uh in the same town
0: do you think more people will try to w- implement what they do offensively because everything seems in college to be basketball copycat. yeah well oh do you think th- i also had a question too Yeah. do you think they should move back to uh the three point line yeah i
2: do i think that I- for a lot of reasons, I mean, guys are pulling up. Would
0: you go full NBA, or would you put it somewhere in the middle?
2: You could, you could put it somewhere in the middle. I they would experiment it in the NIT yeah. with a deeper line, and it seemed to work. The averages were about the same. Look, these kids, my my ten year old, I mean, he's not a phenomenal shooter by by uh by by like NBA standards or even by probably 10 year old standards, he's more drive to the basket. But if we work out in the backyard, he could shoot the ball from two feet behind the, the, the high school three point line. No problem. Right. You know, so like those kids are fully right. you know, prepared physically now to shoot the ball. The line's been in existence long enough. Uh, moving it back two feet, a foot and a half, not a big deal. I, I think that you see, you know, Jay gets the credit cause his team won, but we had one of the guys on here, uh, Dan D'Antoni, they run a wide open style, mm-hmm. a lot of freedom offensively, you know, first open shot is a good shot. Uh, so their guys that are gonna do it but there's a whole there's a whole like contingency of, of of these old school this is the way the game is played yeah you gotta beat them up inside points in the paint we don't shoot early threes like there are a whole lot of those guys that have been born and, and raised on that um that aren't changing right they're not so yeah some people will try to shift and now what you know, if you're, if you're one of these guys that's adjusting with the times and you're a great recruiter, I mean, you should be shifting it because that's what kids want to play in. Kids want to get up and down. They want to, they want to play in a system that gives them the best chance to be a pro. Yeah. That gives them the most chance to have fun. And that, that type of system is more, way more fun than playing in a grind you out, set a screen, set another screen, uh, re, re screen. <laughs> right. Like, people want to get up and down and shoot the ball.
0: Right. All right. So the national champion was determined. There was also other major college basketball news. FIU.
2: Making oh, a coaching don't change. get me started. Well, I, I, hey, Pete. i I'm listen, Pete Garcia. to hear Garcia. Now, I'm are right you, up the street, baby. No,
0: no, no. Hold on. We can't lose you off Cannell and Bell. The podcast. I'm right up the street. I'm a little, a I was moonlight. moonlight. i was wondering if you were even going to be here today. A moonlight. No. Yeah. I mean, they, I look, saw a lot of like tw- oh, Twitter like rumors about Rick Pitino. Like, hey, yeah, why think, not go after him? You know, I, you think, that's uh, I think that's
2: Rick uh I think that Rick Petino's camp, like that Louisville, Kentucky uh, blue blood, if you will, bread is really long. Yeah. They. They and. I don't support the Rick Patino thing. Um, I don't know that FIU where they are as a program. I don't know that they can afford to, uh, to deal with any type of other. I mean, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. Like I, if I, part of me would love to see it because he is a great coach mm-hmm. and FIU deserves someone that's really invested in trying to turn that program around. The problem with it, the FIU job, and I'll say it on air because I've said it to the athletic director, you get two kind of coaches to come there. You get one that's really good, i.e. Rick Petino Jr., mm-hmm. really good, too good for FIU. So your job is only ever going to be a stepping stone for that guy to get to the next job. Leaves you in a really weird place. You use him for two years. He helps you build the program a, a little bit, and then he bounces on you because he wants to be a top – 25 coach. The other ones are the ones that have been there the last couple of years. They just, they show you that they're just not able to do the job. And then you got to go out and find another coach. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, it's a tough job because you are not a place. You're not a desirable place. And that's Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino would use FIU to get him going to rehab his image. And then he's bouncing on you, yep. which is why I think you have to find someone local. And I've made this pitch to Rick. I mean, uh um, um, Jesus to Pete before Um you need to find you someone who's from the area who will recruit the area, who wants to make FIU a la Dan D'Antoni look more like West Virginia, if you will, look more like South Florida, and that wants to be there for a while. Uh, And until they get that right, they're not going to have success at that program. Yo, Pete. Come get your boy. No, but even, there, you gotta, look, you gotta still do like an and Bell. Just, no, know, there are strong. plenty of guys, though. Not just there are plenty of guys that have been on Rick Patino's staff. Mike Balado, he's uh I think he's at Arkansas State now. Uh he was raised in the Patino school. He coached with Rick Jr. at FIU. He's a Columbus guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't come back to FIU now. I can't call the other names of guys like him. Right. But there are plenty of those guys that are out there that would want to come home and help the program, you know? All right. We
0: have uh big news from our Canell and Bell bracket. Uh Aaron Walter was our winner. Congrats. Dominated the competition. He picked Nova over Michigan. Uh he Did also you, nailed the exact score. He got the, the score right? The, the total score. Yeah, so he he didn't it is hill. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. 141. Uh, that, was pretty, that was pretty impressive right there. Does he get a problem? Uh, we got
2: something for him? We'll uh, get something for him. Yeah, we'll get him some all
0: swag right. once all we right. get some swag up. Uh, Raja had a strong performance. Debo was good. Hannah was there, and I had I did all right too. Uh, to move on, <laughs> <All right. laughs> just just to say
3: how Danny did do. Yeah, he did all right. He decided to submit two brackets. Oh, sure. I didn't know Maybe we didn't know had we could that. Do that. Yeah, I didn't I know we had that option. Right. Danny, the only one to submit two brackets. <laughs> Those two brackets were two of the worst three, <laughs> including the very worst <laughs> Hold on the entire challenge. There
0: was challenge. a name below me. There was a name below that me didn't on that didn't fill out a bracket. <laughs> How do you know it, it wasn't one of my daughters or both my daughters? You can't blame your failures. (laughs) All (laughs) let's keep it moving. (laughs) Here's what's happening
3: with Hannah. I I, I stepped all over it. I'm sorry. No, you're
1: so good. All right, Kevin Durant back in Oklahoma City might not carry the same anger or bitterness as last season, but it's always an entertaining matchup when the Dubs meet the Thunder. Tuesday, it was Golden State clinging on to a 111-107 to victory, backed by 34-10 and from KD Russell Westbrook put up 44 points and 16 rebounds in the losing effort. OKC, now six in the ever-changing Western Conference playoff picture.
2: It's just that Western Conference playoff picture without Steph Curry. If they're without Steph Curry through two rounds, let's say, it's it's a minefield. I mean, it is because any of those teams that get through the first round, in my estimation, are fully capable of taking Golden State to seven without Steph. And if you get to seven... Mm -hmm. Anything can happen. Like that's way too much basketball for a Golden State team that's been to the last three finals and considers themselves the favorite. So it, it just, Golden State's really good. They don't have stepped through two rounds. They're in trouble.
1: Last night, an indicator while still having the third best record in the East, the Cavaliers still favored over first place Raptors to get to the NBA finals. Cleveland 112, Toronto 106 as LeBron passed Kobe Bryant for career 20 point games with 942.
0: Every year I watch and I'm, like, looking for another team that's going to knock off the Cavs. And every year I look, I'm like, I'm not buying any one of them. I'm not going against LeBron until he shows me otherwise. Why would you?
2: I do. That's so tough because Toronto is a better team. Right. But when you go up against that man, like, it's – that's great. It's crazy.
1: All right, I have a serious bone to pick with this next story. The Bronx wasn't filled with baseball bombs by Giancarlo Stanton yesterday, but rather booze. Stanton hit two homers in his Yanks debut last week, but went 0-5 with five strikeouts in his home debut last night. The reigning NL MVP said, quote, you put up a performance like that, you should get some booze." The Yankees still won 11-4 against the Rays, and they're back today at 1 p.m. Eastern.
2: Hannah was surprised they were booing in the Bronx. I think it's
1: absolute garbage. I think
2: that's a little – I mean – I know that they'll boo but I think that's a little early to boo. 5Ks is really bad. They're no, going to let you listen. hear it. But I'm not
0: saying they are uh, I'm just saying it is a long I'm surprised season. you're surprised. You think that there was a, like a
2: jokey boo or you think no. that was a like you No, th- you a... get
0: the jokey clap if you would have got a hit your fifth don't... at bat. Wow. <laughs> like
1: what what are you doing Yankees? Why are you trying to get in this guy's head? You guys just got him, I know that's and uh, you're I think booing it's ridiculous. Him?
0: But it I, is ridiculous and the but fact I don't think it's surprising.
1: He says afterwards, he says you put up a performance like he that, you should well. get some booze. He handled it well. No, that's if, him.
2: If, no, he handled no, it great. He did because if he comes out and he's like, "Yo, have some patience," like there, yeah. you can't do that. You no. just got to say, "Yeah, I deserved it," and keep it moving.
1: Right, but still, you could tell, you could tell he's hurting a little. Absolutely, with a comment like he that.
0: would be. He yeah. would be for sure. He was pressing. Like, I don't. But don't you think like, I, and this is kind of, and I, and I was on some good and some bad teams, but I think a lot of players kind of have a weird relationship with their fans because in the back of your head, you know they're only cheering if you win or you play well. And if you've been through those times when you get booed, when you do get cheered, you're like, yeah, you're the same people that yeah, were going like me. A few, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, like that's yeah, kind yeah. of, that's true. and there's totally. a lot of players. Like every time I hear a player say, we have the best fans in the world, I know there was a time when that player was looking up, like getting booed by those fans and like, screw you guys. But, but I, like, there's
2: part of me that like those fans, like you need to do some homework. Like he he will strike out a yes. lot. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Come <laughs> on. But, we're like look at him
1: with the Marlins. I mean, he just had a really good season last year, but other than that, like injuries have hurt him. I, I just think that this guy has been through a lot. You finally have him at Yankee Stadium. This is what everyone wants, yeah. and then you boo him. Like call him okay,
2: chill out yeah. a little bit. Yes. But but how about you got the other guy who will strike out? Like he, he might turn around and yeah, have oh, judge? a beer. Judge or strike yeah, out. Judge, I'm sure they have at some point. That's it's their fans.
1: You know, all I'm gonna say is Marlins fans wouldn't boo him. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Out there for wouldn't John be any Carlin's Marlins maybe. fans there.
2: You're right. <laughs> It'd be me and my family, and we'd be like, woo,
1: next time, okay. So Shohei Otani didn't go super deep in his first Major League start, but tossed a solid six innings, earning a win. Tuesday, he truly went deep for the first time as a Major Leaguer, knocking a first-inning homer off of the Indians' Josh Tomlin and route to a 13-2 to Angels victory. And three and four outing from the plate by the rookie. As tradition states, Otani received the silent treatment upon returning to the dugout.
0: I love it. Otani's showing me something. Like he's going out there. He's doing both. I think he, I hope he continues his success because there were a lot of naysayers, a lot of old school baseball people saying, no, he'll never be able to do
2: it. Keep breaking and keep doing it. Do you think it it really, do you think if he experiences like, a certain level of success I mean because there's got to be a level to which he reaches yeah. do you think you will see more people I hope so this? I don't I don't know though you have no, to your be gut phenom. like what's your gut like there's probably a, not because there's a kid out in Cali I think that I read about it's like a like a both two-way player yeah. and doesn't want to give it up yeah but I mean I, they're, they're going to make him probably a pitcher but right. the point is will they start to allow some of these guys I to hope try so to, man because I think it'd be so much better for baseball yeah
1: I want to hear y'all's opinion on this one. The fight is off. Canelo Alvarez has withdrawn from his highly anticipated rematch with Triple G. Alvarez currently under suspension for two doping violations, which factored into the decision to back out of the scheduled May 5th bout.
2: Why do I, like, yeah. It's not surprising. I'm saying, like, what? (laughs) At first, I don't care. Like, I mean. You're not a boxing fan? I mean, I am. I wanted to see the fight. I thought I thought Triple G got robbed in the first fight. Yeah. Uh, I just assumed that, like. Most of those guys were on something like <laughs> right. I, like, where I, they would just sign a waiver and be like, yeah, yeah we're let's, cool go. let's go make, <laughs> let's go make what? A hundred million exactly. dollars and, and get this fight going. But what did he try to say the first time? I thought that was funny. The, the meat yeah, in Mexico is, <laughs> yeah. how about you don't do training camp in Mexico then? Exactly. How about that? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> All right. Lastly, guys, Champions League quarterfinals yesterday as Real Madrid cruised to a three to nothing win against Juventus in the first leg. But it was the leg and bicycle kick effort that had to leave you impressed. Right, Danny?
2: Oh, for
0: sure. Ronaldo, one of the best in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's my soccer breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It is is. my favorite time of the week because i will spend a lot of time on the couch. Okay. Watching a little golf. Yeah, baby. It is Masters week. It's always that first time in a sign of spring. You get the azaleas out in the course. And guess what? Tiger is back, baby. Now I have actually, I think it's pinned as my profile still on Twitter that Tiger's going to win the Masters. And I felt a lot better about it when I put it out three or four weeks ago than I do now. Cause Why? way too many are all in on him. Oh, like right. I, I like it to be like kind of flying under the radar. I feel like he's got that bullseye on his back a little bit too much where he might be pressing. Yep. Now I think he plays well. I think he, I think he'll be in the mix. I, I hope so. I hope he's there on Sunday. Uh, but I think he's gonna do alright. He teased uh, off Thursday. So he teased off, uh, tomorrow, 10.42
2: a.m. I think that's a good thing. Are we gonna get full coverage? Like, can we watch? Or do I have to follow, like, shot tracker for the first, like, seven yeah. holes? Well,
0: they don't start till 3 p.m. on ESPN. S- but I think you can watch online at the watch. Masters website. You can, right. like, pick your groups, which is pretty cool. All right. But he's got kind of a low-key group he's playing with. Mark Leishman and Tommy Fleetwood. Like, he's gonna dominate. And what I wanna see is him put up a good number the first day. That's so, what he needs. So everybody else is looking at it. Yeah, like Justin chasing. Thomas, the yeah. guys who have never really competed against Tiger in his prime. I want to see how those types of guys respond if they
2: look up. That's there. when the Tiger Mystique starts to like creep into somebody's subconscious, when you're looking up at him. When when you like he's easy for these young guys to be on top of right now. I mean, he's easy for them to be on top of him. They're used to seeing him in this 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 sunken place, if you will, like where it's not the real Tiger. He's kinda of like um but looking up at him would be a different story. And if I'm being honest, I want him to win, but I only really care if he plays well. Like right. at the end of the day you don't have to win. He just needs to like just steady be there pace. on Sunday. Yeah, just be pace. in the mix on Sunday. Did
1: you guys see his press conference yesterday?
2: I yeah, that. which part?
1: He was like talking about how he was just surprised at how good he is again. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> let me, just sum, up, like, humble, let me right? just sum like, up like me just sum up of like 5 minutes of right. just yeah. Him sitting there. So it was so annoying to listen if you, to do
2: I was just going to ask do you if you, you change your opinion on him and no. no.
0: If you are so inclined, you can bet on certain things at the, at the Masters. Yeah, all right. So right. let's see what you think. All right. Picks this, and props. Picks and props. Here we go. A special Masters edition on a Wednesday. Tiger hits the first fairway. He hits it is minus 160. He misses his plus
2: 130. Do you think he hits it? Uh, I don't know the, the first hole. I, the, he struggles on the first hole at the Masters. The, 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 the yeah, lot there's guys. a big bunker right there on the right that everybody dumps. It in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he misses the fairway. <laughs> so you guys, I'm gonna say
1: this
0: down? I'm gonna say misses too because. No, no, no. I'm gonna say hits it. I'm going, I'm fading I you hope guys. He pipes it. I think he keeps like a three wood.
2: I don't think yeah. he hits driver.
0: I think he might take something else off the back.
2: You think he goes like low stinger three wood, or do you think he go full? No, I think
0: shorter controlled swing yeah.
2: and let it run for days. Right.
0: Does Tiger shoot any round of
2: sixty six or less? Yes or no? Ooh, sixty six or less. That's was, low. I'm that gonna say low. no. Yeah, what was been the number? What's the winning number there the last couple of years? You know, well,
0: after you know, it's different because that's only one round. But no, I'm saying it's like, like what? he set the record, I think it was twenty something. Okay, so I mean you it's it that it, you could he no. could do it, like he's done it before. I'm sure he shot. 66 I'm gonna say no. Before. I'm gonna say
2: 67s maybe. I'm gonna say no too. I think,
0: uh Will he make the cut? Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think he does too. That's minus 170. So not. <laughs> will Tiger withdraw? Oh, that no. one seems harsh. Tiger, if you're listening, if you withdraw, I'm out. Seriously, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm out on the comeback too. Uh You can bet on. Will there be a playoff? I would take no on that. Say Although, no as well. Again, I would love it. Will there be a hole in one yes. in the tournament at all? No. You say no. I say, no. I say yes, because they always have the green I line he... and some of them funnel towards the green. You, oh, so the winning score of the tournament, uh, you can bet minus 11 under par or better, 10 under, 10 and under par, par or better. Um, I would take 11 under or better. I'm taking better. Yeah. I think, I think these guys are playing too well. Some of the odds, I, I have some picks. You want to know some of my? Let's picks? go. Yeah. So. I've got these, I, I had some winnings, like so I was playing with house money, so I kind of put some money out there on some guys. I had Steve Stricker, Keegan Bradley. If Jim Furyk wins, we're going to dinner as a podcast. Like we might Word. even go to live in South. Carolina. <laughs> oh. If Jim Furyk but we wins, be home uh. by or if Ted Potter Junior. wins, who? Now you might ask, Harry why did I Potter pick him? Jr. He's a lefty. <laughs> the course, yeah, that's all you remember. If he's playing well, you'll be like, that's the guy that canel bet on yeah. because I remembered him because he's Harry Potter Junior. Tpj. If he wins. We're going out to dinner at Word. Club Live and, out, and going out, uh, Prime 112. It's just called then Liv. Live. Then live. It's oh, it just is? Called it's only called Live. It. Call, I don't even know if they live. serve dinner. At Live?
2: <laughs> Do
1: they? No. no
0: but at 11. We can go to 11. Well, 11's 24-7 and it's closed. <laughs> it's
1: a strip club, right? <laughs> <That's> 24-7? <laughs> oh. I wouldn't say it's like a strip club. See, I mean, I'm it is. I didn't know what to describe it as. It is, but like it's not. It's all gravy. Yeah. yeah. So they just serve,
2: you <laughs> to I get some good food at 11. All right, do. what do we got next, Evo so Hey, wait, can I ask it? Let, let me, yeah, a serious question. Yeah, Tiger unveil a new shoe this week or no? Because he's been playing in something relatively generic from Nike.
0: I think you would have already gotten the tease of it. I think it would have already been it out. Would have already think, been out. I think so. Okay. I think he comes out with a. Or I, what if he came out with some Jordans? But he can't because he's got Nike. He's Nike. Which I think is crazy because the Jordans. If he came out. With the olds, could you see the Jordans? They just put out the threes. Yeah, the cements.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The and ones. golf shoes. Yeah, you got yeah, some yeah, of yeah. those yet? No, dude. Richard Hamilton. <laughs> Seriously. Like, my they don't make them in 15s. Like, like, oh, you I can't find them. I need Richard Hamilton to Let's get go, on his job. Rip. Like, he's
3: busy with all this, like, Where players only right bullshit. Rip, I need my damn Jordans, bro. <laughs> he's
0: <laughs> over there in NBA London like, doing stuff internationally. Shoot. I right. want you
3: guys to make official picks, though. Not just your long shot picks. Who do you have to win? I'm going to go could, with Tiger. One guy.
0: I'm going Tiger. Although I would not bet it because it's dumb money.
2: Um, I know he's not going to win it, but I'm going to say Dustin Johnson. Ooh, Dustin.
0: Johnson
3: yeah. at 12 to one tiger at 10 to one right now.
0: There we go. All right, let's do some
3: like it. Love it. Hate it.
0: Uh, first off NFL, the Rams, they continue to just wheel and deal out there. I love it. Les need was a, a, like a player rep, uh, not a player rep, a player personnel guy. When I was in the Atlanta Falcons, he's a really good dude. He's one of the younger, like forward thinking NFL GMs. Why he hired, uh, you know, one of the youngest coaches you've seen in the game. Uh So they've been aggressive. They made another move. So they acquire Brandon Cooks and a fourth rounder from the Patriots for the 23rd overall pick, plus additional six rounder. I think it's fantastic. I think they're kind of swinging for the fences. I know there's some polarizing guys they brought in there with Marcus Peters, who had his issues with Andy Reid. Uh, Akib Talib has had his off-the-field stuff, too. I think if you're going this that way like why not like swing for the fences until you get it all in
2: yeah no middle ground there dude it's like it's like the whole tanking thing either you're gonna like there's no middle ground in pro sports anymore either you're going to try to win it yeah or you're going to get lean and just try to get the first pick I like the fact that they're going to try to win it They they had a good young team last year experienced some success Give that man some weapons, give the coach some weapons, uh, and let's go after it.
0: Uh, alright, so we both love that. Alright, next up. Love it, like it, love it, <laughs> hate it. Jim Mora, former head coach at UCLA so and stupid. head coach for one Josh Rosen. So stupid. He's being honest. So stupid. He's out there I giving agree. his opinion. Hey, he y- said in an article with Sports Illustrated that he believes Rosen is the number one quarterback in the draft. He's trying to back it up, but the team that picks him will need to, quote, challenge him. He said he needs to be challenged intellectually so he doesn't get bored. He's a millennial. He wants to know why. Millennials, once they know why, they're good. Josh has a lot of interest in life. If you can hold his concentration level and focus only on football for a few years, he will set the world on fire. He's so much ability, he's a good kid. Like
2: it, love it, or hate it, Jim Moore's honesty. Hate it. Hate, hate it. Like, shut your mouth. Hate it, too. Shut your filthy mouth. Also, like I the love millennial it. millennial drop? I Shut love up. it. I love, love it. it. Oh, bro. I, Here's why. I, go ahead. Because go, I think go, so go.
0: many times we see coaches who are the current coaches, they can't be truthful because they're going to prop up. They're going to say, hey, he's the next Michael Jordan. I Dabo Sweeney said yeah. that. Maybe he's right about Sean Watson. But they always praise the kids like nonstop. They it's don't give job. you the truth. But it's not his job anymore. So yeah. he's
2: not worried about recruiting but or what impact he's going to have. You, moving you, forward. you took an oath as far as I'm concerned. When you sat in my <laughs> living room and convinced me to go to UCLA Sell and play for you, the, to, th- to, to like that you were going to help me become the young man that – that my parents want me to be, and part of that is making sure that I get drafted as high as I can get. The timing of that is, is in my opinion, if I'm Josh Rosen, like with the why, like his tweet with the why. Yeah, I think it. it there's no reason for you to do that to me right now. Timing is terrible, coach. Oh, if I'm Josh Rosen, I'm ticked. Yeah, but, but like, like what, from
0: a from an opinion
2: standpoint, how much did Baker good... Mayfield pay you? <laughs> how much did Baker Mayfield's camp dump Mayfield. in the account? <laughs> back up like, truck To like get what, him to throw under the bus,
0: on, I do think he was thrown under the bus, and I. But I think it's also revealing about Josh Rosen because it's sure. what I've been saying all along. I think it should show you something that Mora isn't all in with him, and he is presenting some questions. Like I, I think it's refreshing to see that, I and think. I think it does show you something about Josh Rosen. Now, Mora said they were texting and said uh Rosen was okay with it, but I, he can't. I, I no, can't I imagine okay. him being okay. okay.
2: And I hear you, dude. Like you asked your opinion if you want to. Uh, Your reputation's on the line. So if you want another job, you gotta be honest and forthright. Or if you want to be a media member, you you have to say something that that is like outside the box and maybe your opinion. Like you can't just toe the line. But I just think you owe Josh Rosen more than that, if I'm if I'm being honest. All right, next up. Like it, love it, hate it.
0: So, my man Herm Edwards, really good dude. I love him. (laughs) He goes takes the head job at Arizona State. I liked it a I little liked, bit, I but like I was rooting for him. Tense. But I but you could well was rooting. Well, it's really like there have been some red flags, All like right. big red flags. His opening press conference kind of was a dud. He made a joke about Sparky or whatever their their mascot was <laughs> and he screwed it up. It sounded like he didn't know what their mascot was, kind of like I did right there. Right. Uh So he's been making some waves. It's been a newer philosophy. Both of his coordinators bolted. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. So the latest where he's made news is he told his Arizona State players before their fourth week of spring practice that cuts are likely coming, including to some with scholarships, if performance dictates after their April 13th spring game. Do you like it, love it, or hate it? Basically, he's he's taking the NFL approach saying, if you guys don't cut it, you're getting cut. I hate it.
2: Hate it. I do because in the world of NCAA sports, like I know that scholarships aren't, aren't guaranteed. I always thought that they were, honestly. When I went to school, I thought my scholarship was guaranteed for four years. Me too. I, I didn't realize that it, was yeah. up for renewal every year. Uh, but <laughs> the point is it's not pro football or basketball where a kid has the flexibility. Like I, kids don't have that kind of flexibility in college. Like you can get a release, you can get your release blocked. Like you could say, Hey, I'm leaving FIU and I want to go play for Central Florida and FIU can put the kibosh on that. Like, nah, you can't play for Central Florida. You got to go somewhere else. So I don't think that the program should have flexibility based on performance. Like if you do something like wrong in terms of breaking the law or conduct, conduct detrimental and you're just a, uh, a, uh, a, a, You know, a bad citizen and whatnot, and you want to be let go for that. But just because I didn't turn out to be the five-star prospect that you thought I was, I don't think that they should be taking scholarships for that.
0: I hate it, too. I I love Herm, but this is a bad look. It's going to crush him in recruiting because all the other coaches are going to say, hey, if you come to us, you can have four-year. I There are some conferences that by conference – because a few years ago, there was a big push uh, against this saying, hey, we can't have just one-year deals. You guys are losing their scholarships. It, and there was a rule that was in place by a couple conferences where you had to give out four year deals. I thought the Pac-12 was one of those. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's it's not the way to reach today's prayer nope. uh, player. And there's going to be a lot of kickback and pushback on Herm Edwards from columnists, opinionists, saying that's not the way you treat college players. And I think it's going to end up burning him. Hate it. Yeah, for sure. Uh All right, I got another one. Give me one more. Give me one more like it, love it, or hate it. <laughs> like it, love it, hate it. Alright, so the pat uh the Patriots picked up the twenty third pick. I'm gonna give you a hypothetical like yeah. it, love it, or hate it. With the twenty-third pick, they the Pats Patriots pull together an offer, they go to the Giants, and they're able to acquire Odell Beckham Jr.
2: Like it, love it, or hate it for the Patriots. Love it.
0: You do. No, no concerns it. at all about no. him fitting in with that Listen, Patriot God, way.
2: That. I'm on record <laughs> as saying I don't give a damn what Odell Beckard. Beckham Jr. does like I want him on my football team. If I have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and I can get him a weapon to the likes of which he's really never had, except for Randy Moss for a minute, I'm going out and I'm getting it. If it costs me a 23rd pick, um, and what was what was the package? What I mean, I'm not losing well, a whole lot. He'd have to put
0: some toughs. He'd have to probably put, but maybe the 23rd and, and a third. Fine, and a third. yeah, exactly. Fine, go what, get Tom Brady if it's a two weapon firsts, like sir.
2: Because like, top two firsts, yeah. Ugh. Like next you, year, next year's first. You too. give that there, up? There, like here's the th- here's the. Th- I, I love would, it. I would. I would. I love
0: it. But here's what I don't see the Patriots doing. Resigning them. Think- but see, then can you talk Odell to come in and say, Hey, this is a one year deal. We know you're going to leave and break the bank. Why don't you come play with the best quarterback ever? We'll yeah. make a run at the Super Bowl. If we win and you go off, you're going to, you're going to command so much money. It won't even matter. Cause I don't, I don't see the Patriots doing that, but can they get Odell to buy into that?
2: Yeah. That's, I see when you presented it, it was kind of like in a vacuum, but right. there are a lot of variables. Cause I there. love
0: it too, just from a football standpoint. Yeah.
2: But, but it, and, and I don't know that he's a long time like, New England lifer. Like, yeah. it seems like too hard of a job. You've spoken to it a little bit, like this, the way the Patriots way. Yeah. I think it's too hard of a job for Odell Beckham Right, junior, He wants quite to frankly. have a little fun, yeah. like mixing a, per- a personal yeah. life out
0: there. So, yeah, we'll see that. All right, there was a piece in uh, ESPN, and it was about the uh, 76ers chef. Because oh, apparently this, yeah, so, yeah. It, so you read the piece. Yeah. So apparently the Sixers, they have put food at the center of the team's daily existence. I told you kitchen.
2: so. Chef Cho. This is for the Utah Jazz, Kevin O'Connor. Oh, I told you so. Well, here we go. So what? I told me, you so. What happened? What did you tell them? Way back in the day, um, I, part of me, I'd been other places and the Jazz were like mired in, in like the 1980s, <laughs> early 80s. And I told them, like, and the chefs weren't like- This in is your vogue, second my stint? My second stint. The chefs weren't in vogue across the NBA yet. But I, I told Kev, I was like, look, it's really hard, especially in Utah, to get food after a game. So you've got these, like, you know, these eight, nine, ten million dollar players, and their wives are young, Um so they don't, they're probably not cooking, and they're, but they're at the games, so they're certainly not cooking. These guys have to go get McDonald's after the game. Like, yeah. we, you guys, like, you're wondering why people don't come to Utah all the time. Well, there's some things that you can't sell, but something like this could be attractive. Like other people are starting to do it. Get someone that'll cook and prepare meals and have stuff available for guys after the game. I was an ass. Like that's just, no, I was, <laughs> that was the like feedback that's how you they, got no, that's how I, high I, like, and everything I suggested in Utah, like, like I, I was an ass. So that's fine, but why wouldn't you invest in, in, in keeping these guys putting optimal fuel in their bodies, making sure that you prolong their careers and their ability to go out and do what you ultimately pay them a buttload of money to do. It only makes sense. If you don't have it from a team perspective, would you do it as a player? Uh, Yeah. I mean, provided, but not saying, every player. like
0: Brady has the chef, you know, I mean, See, but
2: the problem is like across the landscape of your team, you've got people making all different sums of money. Um, And so while Brady can afford that, like a, a minimum guy probably couldn't afford it. So like when I played in Philly, you know, Alan Iris and Matt Geiger, Dikembe—they could have chefs. I-, I couldn't have a chef. Like I was eating, I was living on City Ave, eating like Overbrook, like you know, pizza for <laughs> dinner right. and cold pizza the next night. Like I just, you know, I didn't have anyone at home to cook for me. And so, you know, I think it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think it's—I think it's a no-brainer today yeah. with cutting-edge technology, the stuff we know about diets, the way it impacts performance. I think you'd be crazy not to. I think the hard part still would be for some guys that they're still going to hit McDonald's. And it's getting them to buy in to yeah. the, the aspect that everybody else kind of knows, but it's kind of habit. Like we had a guy in the Giants, Tito Wooten, he would stop at uh, McDonald's on the way to every game. Like that was his pregame meal and they had pregame meal at the hotel of like healthier options. Yeah. It was just kind of his thing. He'd, be, he'd probably been doing it since Pee Wee. I
2: know. So fantastic. Like that, but, but the NBA is doing a good job. I can't speak to NFL, but NBA, like when I was in Cleveland, Cleveland had a chef and my favorite part, it's not my favorite part of the job, but one of them was just hanging out in, in, in like the cafeteria. Yeah. And it wasn't just to eat. Like I, I, liked eating the healthy stuff and seeing what he would, I talked to him about what he prepared and like I enjoyed talking to the guy about how he put his meals together for the team, but it was like a common place for the guys. Like it wasn't, guys weren't around the video games and stuff. Guys would kind of be in the kitchen hanging out, watching, you know, your different sports shows and so on and so forth. Uh, let me tell a quick CBS story. Sports HQ. Two of my, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Two of my favorite stories, uh, with food. Have to do with the Charlotte Bobcats. We went to Toronto once and you know, we were sitting in the locker room after the game and I used to notice that Gerald Wallace would like take all this food off the plane. And I was like, you know, chips and all kinds of stuff. And so one day we were in the locker room and he was like greasing before a game, like eating in the locker room. And I asked him, I was like, Ger- like Gerald, like what, why are you eating so much? And like what you took all that stuff? He's like, I don't eat like anything at the hotel in Toronto. Like he didn't, he just didn't like to eat in Canada. But he, like, seriously, Toronto is what told has really good cuisine yeah, too. I, but he would then come and eat at the arena in Toronto. Like he said, he didn't like to eat in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is, and it was to, it's kind of what you just said. We got on the bus one morning, and I, and I never realized it before, but Raymond Felton, like, I look in the back, and I'm like, he's got two Reese's peanut butter cups, like, so four peanut butter cups, yeah, um, and like Coke, and we're going to shoot around, and I'm like. Jesus Christ I said what are you Raymond what are you eating and he was like nah this is what like this is what I'm eating for breakfast and it just made me I was like bro look there are a lot of things that we could eat like we could get right. oatmeal <laughs> right. like some egg like they fruit uh but it's what he ate for breakfast and Without providing these healthy options and these, these, the chefs are like almost tutors in what you should be eating. Oh, for like sure. guys are gonna do what they've done their whole life. Yeah, no And doubt.
3: that's why he had the nickname Fat Raymond Felton
2: for about four <laughs> years. In the NBA. Ray is my dude, man. Ray's good people. But yeah, Ray would, come, Ray had the, Ray would come to camp, and you knew that when Ray came to camp, we'd have some work to do on the body. And that, and, that, and that's that. in a nutshell, is why you have a chef, yeah. so that they can provide guys who don't have the greatest eating habits with healthier options to help you get the most out of the investment
3: that you've made as an owner.
0: No doubt. All right, let's get to uh, our next one.
3: Topics. What do you got? We want Bama, something LeBron and his team are now saying. So Alabama football has a new series called Shop Talk. Well last year LeBron's on an interrupted media channel dropped a series called The Shop. The premise Whoa. them sitting in barbers chairs and just chatting. I don't know if you guys are too caught up on Trademark law, but Nick Saban doesn't really care about it. The Tide are going to keep doing their show and he said they had no idea LeBron was doing something similar. That's
2: Give a me lie. the two names. Give me the liar, names. Liar Pants on. The Shop liar.
3: and Shop Talk.
1: Y'all have seen LeBron's show, uh. right? That that one what's it called? No,
0: that's the other one though. Isn't it Players?
3: With well, this one, he like sat what down with Draymond Green and they talked so out some like yeah. yeah,
1: and I've seen it so many times. I feel like if you're Nick Saban, you know that that exists. Nick right? Saban
3: doesn't know a lot of things exist. Well, right, like I'm, I'm guessing in the he know.
1: Or like also, who well, I, was at would... that? Who was at that meeting? Like who was at that brainstorming session and just like didn't. Right. Run but who that do you by? think?
0: Who do you think? Who would whose side do you take? Do you think Alabama should shut it
2: down, or do you think LeBron should just let him do it? I think Alabama should shut it shut down. Shut it down. Bro. Come it's up with another name.
1: Do something else.
2: I'm going to take
0: Alabama on
1: this <laughs> and offer an olive
0: branch to all my Bama haters. You are. Why so, not let them uh, keep the stupid show? Like yeah, I who cares? Like, no one even yeah. knew about it until LeBron comes true. out with his trademark. That is true. a good point. Like who cares? Now but just also, more attention
2: to it. I'm okay. still saying
3: yeah, I want yeah, to. I want s- to save it from lawsuit.
2: Why don't they get together in the in the barbershop, in the shop, and hash it out? But will it Join be for Alabama nope. series or for, for That's it. the olive branch that yeah. uh, Alabama's got to extend.
3: <laughs> there yeah. you go. Next one. Master's security staff handed a list of sayings that are prohibited this weekend and will get you kicked out of the tournament. Dilly Dilly featured on that list. What else should be? Dilly Dilly gets you
2: kicked out of the Masters? I no what? longer want to go to Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad. It, it is see? bad. It is really bad. Dilly dilly. What well, else so that,
3: should be on that list that gets you well, kicked out? Nothing.
0: Booyah! Or when they go, when the guy tees off. What else do they yell? Baba booey. Baba buoy. What else do they yell? There's all this – you, the man, so like I c- all that's so annoying when they right. yell that stuff.
2: So I could yell, kiss my ass, and you're not going to kick me out. <laughs> but if I yell dilly dilly, I'm I get guessing, kicked out?
0: I'm guessing that's on there.
2: Said, I don't know
3: if that's on kiss. the list.
1: Now,
0: I, I, this, that's that's so ridiculous. I think
1: – like I don't know. Maybe I could ask around. But I think if you said that, you'd also be kicked out. Yeah,
2: right? I'm guessing too. <laughs> I mean I guess my, the larger point is like I think it should be the exercise of yelling anything if you're going to kick someone out. Not necessarily specific dilly dillys Yeah, why or specify
1: like <laughs> – Who's that guy who As yelled that's not potatoes? for commentators
0: that's everybody? Like no cuz I could see <laughs> like a commentator spectators. like saying something stupid in the screaming director, it. but no not screaming it but saying it and they're really particular about they, words you can use in the broadcast. If they kick Jim Nance out cuz You says know they're not dilly supposed dilly. to call him fans? What are they Spectators? supposed to call? Patrons. Oh, patrons. Like, no, they're very specific. Oh, so when you're God. on the broadcast, you are not supposed to use certain words. I would never it's be there. It's not hired a, there. It's not a green, like, it's not a pin. It's don't a, there either. like, there's different <laughs> words that you're not on. <laughs> Maybe
3: understand. we can do some masters on hey, written rules on I
2: want to play sometimes. so it. I think all the rules are
3: great. I would be so like. Keep it exclusive. I'd be I'm going to go out so there quiet. with, like, <laughs> me and
2: Rip <laughs> Hamilton are go out there with like a whiz pack. Like bumping beats as we walk down the first fairway. The looks you would get. Oh my god! Like soul plane. You ever seen the movie Soul Plane? We're gonna soul plane the hell out of that place.
0: That's hysterical. Do it and then tear it up. I'm about (laughs) it. All
3: right. So Raja kind of gave like an interview pitch for FIU earlier that he says wasn't an interview pitch. But Ohio (laughs) State linebacker Jerome Baker, an NFL draft prospect, going through the interview process right now. He says a coach asked him right when he sat down in an interview. What would you do if I punched you in the face right now? I want you guys to answer that question i'm not <laughs> if I punched you in the face well, I mean, de- you down that's dumb decision time. on my part, but uh what would you how would you answer that i would probably laugh like i what, what do you punched mean? in the face Baker says we no. would square up right here that's what yeah. he how he. How yeah, he responded.
2: I would that's, that's what, I mean, but you, like, what would I What's the say point of that question? If,
3: a, if a coach asked
2: me that? Like, I'd probably laugh. I'd be like, bro, what the hell are you talking See, about? See, I <laughs> actually
0: think-
3: But then you would be psychoanalyzed for how you answer exa- that.
0: You definitely are. See, I actually, the problem, like, when What's you, when point you point ask if question? you like other men, like, those questions I have a problem with, but this one? I think it's actually a pretty good way to get a glimpse at what a guy thinks. Like you saying you would laugh. Like I think that's a pretty good response. Like I think coaches would want to hear somebody keep their emotions in check. Yeah. Maybe not we're going to throw down. Like, like, right. Because right. then you're going to get a 15-yard penalty in a game. Like there is something they're trying you to Do you remember
3: out. anything from your interview process?
0: Uh I remember John Gruden. Like he stood out to me. And he was not, you know, John Gruden. He was a quarterback coach in Philly at the time. And he was very intense, kind of like you see on the show. But he kept having me repeat back plays to him. Like, that's all he wanted me to do was repeat back a play. That's
3: still all he wants. Oh, no, exactly. So
0: <laughs> what he would say, he would be like, and he didn't care if I knew what it was. He would say, all right, just say this play back to me. He'd say, ace right trip, flip it, Q hot, Louis, uh, wing and Y out. Like, he'd say, now say it back to me. Or he'd say, king right trip, wing Sadie, B, 234, quarterback class, wing 7, Y4. Like, and you'd have to just say it back.
2: Yeah. I could not do that. I
0: couldn't either. Yeah. So I was I like, know. oh, I, I would get that. like king, yeah. like I would remember the formation and I couldn't do it. He just kind of wanted to get your total recall. Right. But most of the interviews are kind of just either you're on the board drawing up plays or it's kind of get to know you. Like, hey, what did you Imagine if
3: you got drafted in Philly. <laughs> <Fantastic>. my, <laughs> childhood, my childhood. My childhood would be different. You had Bobby to look up <laughs> to. You I had Bobby for, Hoyne to look up <laughs> to. Yeah, Doug Peele. I asked the
2: kid, Richard Vaughn. I think he plays for, for the Bucks right now. I actually asked him in an near- interview in the interview process, if he had been in a fight, I had concerns about like how tough he was. Right. Um, Which I think is a fair question. Yeah. And I profiled him and, and and the the interview process was going along and I was like, I don't know how candid he's being. Like I want to kind of get in there. So I asked him if he'd been in a fight. The answer was no. And so I was out. (laughs) Cause (laughs) you knew he was lying. Yeah. No, I, the answer's like, I felt, I just felt like at some point you should have been in some kind of scrap, like right. if you had played. And so when he told me no, and then started to reason why, I was like, "Yeah, I'm out." Well, I, I think that'd
0: be the toughest so thing. So is what's the, the BS answer meter? to that?
2: I don't know. I would have wanted him to be like, "Yeah, look, man, I, I look." I got tried yeah, me. I did something. At I some stood up point, point for in my life, I played competitive basketball. Like, yeah, I've gotten a scrap, but like, I don't love the fight. But like, if I got a right. scrap, you know what's I'm funny scrap.
1: is I always ask this on dates too.
2: Yeah.
1: If guys, been <laughs> do you? So first seriously. Thing, you want to hear? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you want to hear? I want to hear like, yeah, but I lost. Yep. but that's a good answer but they're like six eight,
3: so they probably didn't lose I, <laughs> I want to hear did. like
1: yeah but I didn't care or like oh it was one of my boys and I had to jump it like I don't want to hear because I've been out with guys who like drink too much and just start oh, fighting the so. angry drunk right? is the worst so type of so now I've just started asking I'm just like yo do you get in fights yeah. <laughs>
0: are you the guy there you go uh, all right, uh, that's a wrap for us on Wednesday. Fun show today, a lot of stuff we got to. We'll be back on Friday, hopefully reacting to a solid first round from Tiger Woods. And we'll do our five-star Q&A on Friday as well. So make sure you leave us that review on iTunes. Give us five stars. And in the comments section, ask us anything. We have to answer it. And as always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Canel and Bell.